Hello, friends, and welcome to All the Feels podcast. I'm your host, Laura Tyson, exploring how we can decode our emotions to come fully alive. Today, it's story time. So I hope you'll grab your favorite beverage, coffee, tea, something else, and get cozy as we talk about mental health. Yes, story time about mental health. It's often awkward and difficult and maybe even shameful for a lot of people. And that's why I think it's all the more reason and even more important for us to talk about mental health and to normalize the struggles that we have around mental health. This episode is especially for those who feel unseen, for those who feel like they don't matter, for those who feel like their pain doesn't matter, for those trying to keep a brave face, for those who haven't told anyone they're struggling, for those who have struggled for so long and wonder when or even if they'll get through it, for those who feel shame, for those who are on medication but maybe don't want to tell people or who are contemplating taking medication and feel torn about it, for those who have to decline certain activities or events or even work because they're struggling, this is for you. You are not alone. You matter. And your pain matters. If you've been listening to this podcast, I ask everybody how they perceived emotions growing up and then if that's changed at all. And it's been so fascinating to me how for most people, they grew up thinking that either emotions weren't something you talked about or more commonly that there were good emotions and then there were bad emotions. You had to do everything in your power to minimize the bad emotions. And for me, I was generally a happy kid. I'm very extroverted. I have a bit more of a bubbly personality. So I was just very happy. And it really became this sort of identity piece for me that it wasn't that there were all of these emotions and we all experience all of these emotions. It was that happy is amazing and I am happy and anytime that I'm not happy, I'm not myself or something is wrong with me. In addition to that, I really didn't understand depression. Friends would talk about their experience and try to explain what it felt like. And I tried to understand But honestly, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. I didn't understand how you couldn't just snap out of it or think about some really happy things and and get over it. Wasn't there so much in life to be excited about? Wasn't there so much to be thankful for? I just didn't understand how, you know, a prolonged state of sadness and anxiety and sometimes even just numbness could go on. And then everything changed. I had a very traumatic birth experience with my son. It involved nine days in the hospital, 61 hours of labor that ended with an emergency C-section. 
complications after complications. Once the trauma was over and we were home, physically my son was safe. I was, you know, healing physically. The depression hit with a vengeance. It was so intense. I had never experienced anything like that before in my life. There was no putting my mind to it and being happy. There was no changing it. Um, I couldn't just think about happy things and feel better. It wasn't something I could just fix, no matter how desperately I wanted to. I remember going for a walk with a friend who had been through a similar experience and was on the other side of it. As we walked, the whole story just tumbled out. All of my frustration and my anger and the sadness and the confusion, the numbness that I felt, just all of these emotions swirling around and how I didn't feel like I would ever come out of it. I just felt so hopeless. I remember them just being so patient, just providing space to hear my pain, to validate the very, very real sense of loss and sadness and depression that I was experiencing that at the time I didn't really even have words for. You know, people would mention postpartum depression, but somehow in my head, I just had always thought this was something that women powered through and it really wasn't that bad or it only hit some women. And so surely that wasn't what was happening to me. But to realize that like, no, this is a very real thing. And each person's experience is so different. And even if it's not related to postpartum, just dealing with depression is so real. And so many people experience this. It can look very different on the the exterior. Like if you don't know someone well, it might look like life is going just fine. They might be putting up a very, very brave front. But underneath, they're hurting so much. I just shared all of this with my friend. And they were so kind. And they actually referred me to a therapist, which was honestly such a gift. I couldn't see it at the time, but it was such a gift. So I started going to therapy for the first time in my life, and I had a lot of shame, a lot of guilt that I couldn't just power through all of this, that I felt so broken. I felt so incapable of helping myself, and it was hard to ask for help. It was hard to receive the help. I actually ended up going on medication and again, there was a lot of shame that I felt with that as well, that it was, it felt like some failure on my part, that I couldn't just hack this, or I couldn't power through, or I couldn't just slap on the smile and make it all better, that I needed more help. And what I realized is that it's not shameful to take medication. If that's what you need, and I highly recommend, you know, seeing a therapist and listening to your doctor. If you need help, I'm actually going to include quite a few links in the show notes 
so that you have access to that. I just wanted to say for anyone who feels a lot of shame around having to take medication that you're not alone and that that can save your life sometimes. Each person is different and I know for me it made a huge difference and allowed me to kind of come up to a place where I could then start working through what had happened and to be able to well, really be in a safer place. At one point, I was suicidal, and I never thought that I would ever be in that place. I couldn't possibly fathom how someone could choose to end their own life. And then I experienced so much pain that I got it, and that it made sense that when someone is in so much pain that sometimes it feels like that's the only option. And that's why getting therapy, you know, if you need to take medication, to take the medication, to tell somebody that you're struggling, to ask for help, which is so incredibly difficult to do normally. And then when you're struggling, it can feel even harder. But really encourage you, you are not alone, and it's okay to ask for help and to get the help that you need. Going back to the story where I was walking with my friend, fast forward three years, and my so my son, you know, was three years old at the time, and we went for a walk on that very same trail, just he and I. It was so meaningful to me. Because here I was, holding his hand, and we're chasing squirrels and racing to the next tree and looking at imaginary elephants. I just thought to myself, we survived. We made it. When three years ago, I didn't think we would make it. But we did. And I would be lying if I said that there aren't still things that I'm working through, there's aspects of the trauma that are still very real, and I'm continuing to work with my therapist to find healing with that. But to come out of that really dark place where I didn't think I would survive, and to be able to go on that walk with my son, it was just so special. I started telling him the story of when I first did that walk on that trail. It's actually like a seven mile loop and it's fairly intense. Um, Looking back now, I'm pretty amazed that I even did that when I, I was only a few weeks postpartum. I think somehow all of the adrenaline from like the anger and everything just like propelled me as I walked that set those seven miles. But now with my son, I think we made it maybe a quarter of a mile. We got super distracted and he got tired very easily. So it was a very different experience. But it was still so amazing. And I wanted to share with him. Obviously, he's not going to understand all of it. And I didn't go into a lot of detail. But just to tell him that I went on that walk three years ago and a friend helped me and listened to me and 
after that walk, that's when I started going to therapy. Because I want Dylan to know that therapy isn't a dirty word. That we all need therapy. And that it can be incredibly helpful and useful as we process these really difficult experiences and the pain that we live through. And especially when it comes to our mental health, that therapy is amazing. It's not a shameful experience. And he probably doesn't even remember that, (laughs) but hopefully it's planting the seeds and I'm sure we'll come back to that conversation again in the future as he gets older. But it was also rewiring things for myself, reminding myself again that it's okay to ask for help, that it's okay to need other people, that my pain does matter. I said this on the the podcast last week, we cannot compare our pain to other people's. It all hurts. And to say one person's pain matters more than another person's pain diminishes both of their experiences. Whether or not you think that your pain is worthy enough or significant enough, your pain matters. Whatever that is, whatever you're experiencing right now, that matters. A few weeks ago, I decided to get dressed up. And by dressed up, I just mean put on a sundress and put makeup on. uh, Something that has become a rare occurrence during the pandemic. And I was like, you know what? I just, I really want to feel good about myself. Just want to dress up. Just for myself. Not for anybody else. And so I did, and I'll probably share this picture on my Instagram if you want to look at it. So I got dressed up, took a couple of pictures. I was like, I need to document this because this happens so rarely. And so we walked into town and we got some coffee and just had a fun outing as a family. Later that night, I actually had a panic attack. The thing that I wanted to say was that Most times, what we see on social is just a fraction of life. The highlights, the good parts, the dressed up to go into town parts. When really, there's so much more going on in a person's life. And so, if you're kind of getting stuck in a vortex of looking at all these perfect pictures and everyone's amazing life and how things look so great for everybody else. You think I am the only one with this crushing anxiety or this numbness that I just don't feel anything. You're not alone and chances are you're probably just not seeing it. It's not on social. I'll also show a picture of myself after the panic attack. Puffy red eyes. I'd been crying. Yeah, this is real life and it's hard. And there are a lot of ups and downs. And the good thing is, there's not one particular emotion that is our identity. It's not happy like I used to think it was growing up. But it's also not anxiety or depression. That doesn't define who I am. It doesn't define who you are. Our emotions will come and go. They will pass. Another one will come. 
it may not feel like it in the moment. And I know, especially in panic attacks, even though they time-wise, they often don't last that long, when you're in the middle of it, it feels like it will never end. And especially when it comes to depression, prolonged depression, where maybe you've been dealing with something for months and it just feels like it will never end. I just want to remind you that our emotions aren't forever, that they will come and go, and that we can ask for help, that our mental health is worth it, that your mental health matters, that it's worth taking time, it's worth investing in. We all have our dark moments. We may not share it on social media. We may not even talk about it. But we do have our dark moments. And this is for all of those who feel like they're alone in those dark moments. Just know that you're not. Know that you are loved. That you matter. That your pain matters. And that your pain does not define you. That the emotion won't last forever. That we can ask for help. That we can get the help that we need. Sometimes the bravest thing that we can do is to be real about how we're actually feeling. To say, you know, I'm actually feeling pretty down this morning. Even if you don't know why, even if there's not an immediate explanation for it, that's one thing that I've come to realize, that I don't have to justify an emotion or immediately understand why I'm experiencing that emotion for it to matter, for it to be real. Oftentimes it takes more investigation, it takes more time to understand what's going on. And that's okay. But first, we can just be real about where we're at what we're feeling. So I just want to close by saying thank you for joining me today. Consider this a virtual hug. You matter. And I'm cheering for you wherever you're at, whatever you're feeling in this moment right now. I hope you'll take a few moments to just consider how you're doing right now. Maybe jot it down. Maybe just take a few deep breaths. Your mental health is worth it. You matter. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is your host, Laura Tyson, keeping it real with all the feels. Thank you.